Listener Production. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Willow Talking a bit of pep in our step today. Brad Haddon alongside me, Adam Peacock, from the Men's 50 Over World Cup Australia, have won a game of cricket. Happy days. We're back, baby. How good's this? The sun's up, the birds singing, the coffee's hot, and Australia are off the mark. How good. Well, I will say about birds singing, I've got a bird out the front who's nesting, and he's trying to kill me every time I leave my house. So maybe that's, that's a precursor to maybe today when I walk outside, I won't get my ear taken off or severed by a an angry butcher bird. But, mate, we, we beat Sri Lanka, Australia. Too good for Sri Lanka. Uh, Sri Lanka batted first, 209 all out. Not looking too hot at one stage at one for 157 before Pat Cummins was the guy to make the breakthrough. And then Adam Zampa took over. I thought their bowling changes, which we'll get to in a, in a moment, were really proactive from Australia. Once they, they got a couple of wickets, it was changing and, and bringing in players to make uh, take more wickets. So 209, Adam Zampa, best of the bowlers, 447. And then with the bat, speaking of proactive, you had three guys who went out there with real intent. Mitch Marsh, a ball, uh, a runner ball half century. Josh Inglis, same boat. And Glenn Maxwell was heading that way before time ran out in terms of what they had to do out there, 31 of 21. And so Inglis, 58. Uh, Mitch Marsh, 52. Australia home in the 36th over with five wickets to spare. All in all, Hads, despite the fact that they were one for 157, is comprehensive the word? Well, we got the job done. Sri Lanka can be a hard team to play, and that was looking that way. Well, none for 150. Uh, we thought, oh, he- here we go. Uh, we dropped a couple of catches, and it looked like we couldn't get in quite in the game. But the one thing we did well this time, and and I know he's been under some pressure, he's Paddy Cummins, but he was proactive with the, the changes. He took a bit of tap early, got himself out of the game. He chopped and changed his bowlers. Zampa was the same. They went after Zampa early, took him out, um, brought him back in the game. But when Paddy came back in, he got two openers out, and, and then all of a sudden Sri Lanka lost 9.52. But what they were, they were proactive. Once they got that um, first couple of wickets, all of a sudden they got a bit of belief back. Their body language changed. Their, their intent in the field was um, noticeably different. They're more back to a bit of the mojo that uh, Australia have in World Cups. Yeah, and overall, the result means that our net run rate as well lifts from minus 1.8 to minus 0.7, still very much in the negative, but it's going in the right direction. Hadza, I just want to go back to the first ball of the match, though, and it was in prime time here in Australia, so a lot of people would have seen it, it would have been on social media. Uh, they've gone up for a review, and the ball for an LBW, Mitchell Stark, and the ball didn't even hit the pad. Now... I've got a theory that if you do that and it hits all bat, you lose both reviews, not just one review because it's such a bad decision. <laughs> but it, it, it showed that they were, they were maybe willing to take a risk, but really attacking the stumps there, Mitch, first up. Yeah, well, Mitchell Stark's the best in the business at getting a wicket first up. Oh, I said to my boys, I said, watch his first ball. If Starkey gets it to swing, he, he could blow the foot of the batsman off. So it's... I know you don't like it that they went upstairs, but the whole had in the house were appealing. We we thought it might have clipped a toe on the way through, but yeah, in the end it wasn't out. I tell it what it did though; it, it cost them one later with Glenn Maxwell. He, he won that Maxwell. He, he double appealed. He got down on his knees, nearly Dennis Lee like. But because they used that review, they didn't go upstairs for that. But yeah, it's an interesting rule. If it hits the bat, maybe they should lose both. <laughs> but it, all in all, though, it did signal a fair bit of. 
a change of mindset from Australia. No, we can look into these things too great. It's only one review, one ball. But it meant that everyone was like, I don't know, hyper about the fact that they had to improve. And did you see things in the field with the, the bowling um, strategies to tell you that they had the rocket from the parents and they were on their best behaviour in terms of what they needed to do out there? Yeah, it it looked to me that they just didn't want the game to settle. They, they were proactive in their decision-making. Um, guys were trying to influence the result of the game in the field. Um we still dropped a couple of catches uh, early, which is disappointing, but that can happen. But took some good ones in the outfield. The old boy, David Warner, got those little legs pumping and, and took a couple in the outfield. But we were showing intent. There was a big diving effort at, at mid-wicket. And, um, I think it was Steve Smith. They um, would have been an unbelievable catch. But what, what they were doing, they were controlling those little things that they that they're known for, um, that are non-negotiables in a team, that you, you don't need to be skillful, uh, you don't need to be informed. They're all your effort areas. So our effort areas were starting to improve and they didn't get things their own way, um, which is good. It could have been easy to sit back and go, oh, no, here we go again. This is just not our World Cup. But as I said, they, they were proactive. They, they tried to find different ways to, to break the partnership. And once they did and found a bit of rhythm in their game, the beliefs started to come back. Yeah, there was, a, there was even a moment there, once they started taking wickets, um, I forget which Sri Lankan bat, batter it was, but he, he pushed one to, to cover and Glenn Maxwell hovered around, picked it up, and it was a, oh, look, it was a, a 10% chance of being a run out because it, it was well taken, the, the run, but Maxwell picked it up and threw down middle stump. So that's, even though it's no change to the scoreboard, it, it kind of, you know, puts everyone on notice. It's a mindset that they wanted to be in a contest. Even Mitchell Stark early, he in the first over, he stopped for and just warned the batter of a man cat. Mitchell Stark's never ever going to do that. He, he's not the type of player to do it. But what it said is, hey, we're we're in a contest here. Um, we're watching everything you do. So, yeah, their their mindset, excuse me, was a, a bit more switched on this game, and it started to. Looked a bit forced at the start, but it started once they got those couple of openers out, and all of a sudden it started that natural flow started to come back. They got in the contest, uh, and you could see the hunger uh, then that they wanted to win. It's a hard game, Sri Lanka, because they're so unpredictable. Um, you can you can bowl them out for we've seen in the Asian Cup, mate, for fifty under fifty, but all all of a sudden they. They play that attacking game and, and they can have 350 on the board and, and then they defend that well. So Australia did the hard way when they were none for 150 or one for 150 then then took nine for 52, which is a, a big effort. Yeah, it was on, by the way, Cusal Pereira, who was the, the one that was meandering out of, his, out of his crease. So Mitch, would you ever like to see it ever from an Australian to do it in Australian colours? I know it's in the rule book, but Adam... It's still the stigma about it. Like I, I don't think I don't think you ever will. Actually, I, I don't think unless Adam Zampa does it in the Stars Renegades game. I, I don't think you'll you'll see it on the international stage. But what it did show, it showed a bit of intent. And yeah. said to the Sri Lankan batsmen, we're, "We're not here to get bullied today. We're we're in a contest and be on your game." Yeah. So as had mentioned, nine for fifty-two in just over twenty overs after setting a really good platform, Sri Lanka and. Just as the commentators were saying, okay, they're one for 150 odd, 300 is the bare minimum here. There was the big collapso, and um, tell you another thing that collapso the the roof. You see that hats? Yeah, the, uh, the, yeah. the dust. Is that a usual thing in India? A massive dust oh. storm whipping through? Yeah, 
that, that anything's possible in India. But oh, I yeah. tell you what, they're, they're lucky that no one was injured. Oh, there were sheets of metal could have fl- flown off there and, and done anything to anyone. So it was, uh, yeah, mate, anything's possible. There's bees over the ground. And, mate, we've seen, uh, we've seen Jarvo, the goose, which I still wish he was in the country so someone could deck him um, next time he runs on, run on the field. Mate, anything goes. Adam Zampa. His performance overall led to believe that he, uh, well, he revealed after the match that he'd been having back spasms after uh, chucking some iron around in the gym. Maybe too much for, for Zamps. He's only a little bloke, but uh, he bowled pretty well. And I believe it. Adam Zampa has not got one muscle. <laughs> I don't know what he was. He The only way he was in got back spasms in the gym is he was trying to run out of there as quick as he, he can and tweaked it. But he was better. Um, I, the one thing he did do, he, he owned the stumps more. In the last four or five games, teams have been going after him from from ball one, and they and they did that again. Um, so the pressure was put on him. But what um, we did well this time, we got him out of the attack, let him have a break, that, then come back and and in the end, he was man in the match with with four wickets. So we we need him playing well. He, he's our most important bowler in, in these conditions. Um, if he's up and about and he's he's got his confidence going, mate, he's a big asset to us. And the one thing he did really well this time is he attacked the stumps he got his length a, a bit more at the stumps and not as short and yeah he, he he got the rewards in the end a couple of good catches in the outfield but he but he owned the stumps which is what you got to do is spin in the subcontinent he, he's not had a great tour like uh around the hotel because he's he's head butted the wall and scratched his face with his eyes closed in the hotel hotel pool and now this one i mean hotels usually generally speaking have crap setups in the gym so he's he's obviously got on one of those machines where you can't move the weights or anything like that. It's been no good for it. Nah, he slipped on something. Uh, I, I think we need to get to the bottom of this. There's <laughs> no way Adam Zampa was doing a deadlift or a squat. <laughs> I will get him on. Sammy will get him on and, and we can talk about this because I, I think he's hurt his face drunk um, <laughs> and he's definitely not hurt his back in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> we need to get to the bottom of it. If it was the 1980s, those two stories would have checked out your version there, but maybe uh, the new age cricketer a bit different. So Zampa, the, most importantly for Australia, takes those those four wickets and um, gets Sri Lanka out for not enough, as it told. And we speak of intent. So Mitch Marsh, a lot of back foot stuff as well. So offside, onside, and all off the back foot, which I'm tipping has you know more than me. If you've got that going in India things can work out for you because you, you, you're seeing the ball really well and, and it and it brings in a lot of shots that Mitch is uh, adept at playing. Oh, he's just got so much power. He plays ball square of the wicket growing up in the West. But the one thing we need from Mitch is intent. We, we need him to take the game off. You've got your class in David, Marnus and Steve Smith. And, and Mitch's job is to play a power game up the top. Um, it's going to be a high-risk game. There's going to be times he... He doesn't come off, but when he does come off, and we've seen uh, last night Australia win a lot of their games because the the pace he scores. So we've got to make sure we've got a mindset with, with Mitch Marsh. He doesn't second guess his game at all. Um, that he's always taking the game on, and, and there'll be times he, he does fail. And and with bringing someone like Josh Inglis in the team, for example, if he does get out in the first five overs, you can you can put Josh Inglis or someone up to number three to to continue that momentum in the first 10 overs. So oh, I like the intent from Mitch Marsh, and that's where we, he needs to stay. That That's his standard now, and let's build on that. Until he ran himself out, unfortunately. <laughs> the big fella got tied. Yeah, that's a shame. That's a shame. 
Um, Warner and Smith uh, were wrapped on the paddle. Warner's was borderline unlucky, but Australia got one of these in their innings with a, a review that um, was given out, sent upstairs, and it's just clipping the outside of leg stump. And, and Steve Smith got a good one from Matashoko. So, yeah. Um, then came Marnus. I, I wanted to ask you about this. So this is the role that you want to see Marnus play if to prove his full valuation. All of a sudden, we've gone from yeah, dynamic start for two for 24 and a bit of uncertainty. Marnus come in 40 off 60. So that anchor role, that's that's what he's there for? I think that Marnus has worked his way into the team. He went away and and, and sort of, he, he's probably playing too slow in those middle overs, trying to play too much of the anchor role. And he's, he's got a better game than that. But that was his role he had to play uh, after losing a couple of wickets. Uh, but we've seen him. Of late, moved the game forward. Um, he, he's, he's played a, a really um, a aggressive hand at, at number four, but there would have been a little bit of doubt in the change room after what's happened in the previous game. So Marnus settled things. Um, Josh Inglis came out and 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 this is the reason he's in the team. Uh, he, he's in the in the team for for his batting. Carries numbers weren't what Australia wanted, and and there's some pressure on him too. Um, he had a couple of chances again go down with the gloves, so he he would have been a bit nervous, but he came out, he played his shots, he took the game on, and that's exactly what he's picked in his team for. He gives you a bit of flexibility, Inglis, with the batty. There was, yeah, there was no certainty hearing reports out of India that he was definitely going to keep his spot, which it would have seemed crazy. I mean, you said it was borderline crazy dropping Kerry in the first place, but okay, they, they made that decision. And then to go to Inglis and then switch back to Kerry after one game, just wouldn't have made sense. So he gets his chance and he takes it, and now he's he's embedded himself in the lineup for the next few games at the very least. Hats. Yeah, you, know, you, you can't. You've dropped Alex Carey after to one game of the World Cup, which we were spoken about, which is odd. But now that you've got Inglis in there, you, you've got to give him a run. You, you can't give him one game and and then bring Carey back. You, you've got to um, trust Inglis now that he's the man to to take the campaign forward. Um, he did everything right with the. With the bat, he put a couple of chances down, or one off in particular. He's done this twice now, just a little outside edge off Maxwell. It happened at, of Zampa in the, his first game batch, which is a little bit of a um, concern um, for him as as a player. As a keeper, you, you pride yourself on how, how well you go up the stumps. So he'll be a big concern with that, but he, he came into the team and, and did his job what he needed with the bat. Just briefly, don't go into too much detail if you don't want to, but he did. You see anything technique-wise with with because it is a different thing, like keeping to Adam Zamper in India as opposed to keeping to someone over at the Wacker. Well, it was interesting actually. I was just having a look that he, he missed the same one a couple of times as a, a little edge, and it looked like big deflections that, that hit him in the hip. And you got to be in the right position to take those. They can be the hardest ones to take. But I was just looking at his setup. He, he set up with his left foot on middle stump. So to me, he's, he's too far across to the left. He needs to bring his he stance across with his, his foot on off stump, and, and then those ones will, will come a lot more, uh, a lot easier because they're only a little deflection. So maybe it's something he needs to to have a look at because I, I reckon he's about half a foot out of position in his stance. Future in coaching for you, Hads, if you want it. Mate, I, I enjoy it too much here with you each day, um, Adam. We come, we come as a package deal, don't we? Uh, yeah, I don't know what I can bring to the table, but yeah, if you, if you say so. <laughs> Mate, there's, there's staff... These days of 18, so mate, you surely can um, bluff your way into something. It's, I'll hire Thanks. Appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Don't forget producer Sam. Take him as well. He's doing a lot of hard work on this particular podcast. He was late this morning, actually. That That's it. He was. That That's one thing I like. He was, he's into us about punctuality. And 
He must have had a big night watching the Aussies last night. He got carried away, maybe a few scotches afterwards, but, mate, it's not like Sam. He's got young children. He's probably had about 13 minutes sleep. (laughs) Just on Glenn Maxwell as well, he he came in and and the overriding theme, as you could have probably picked up by now, was intent from the Australians. And Glenn Maxwell with the bat just went whack, whack and 31 off 21 to end it as well. And Boldwell, again, he's... His economy rate was the best of the Australian bowlers, just one for 36. Sri Lanka bowled out in what was Maxwell's 10th over. So, yeah, a really like a, a really productive day again for Glenn Maxwell, which is great to see. He needs to have a good tournament if Australia is going to go anywhere. Well, his bowling's been outstanding. Um, we, we normally see him a, a lot around the wicket, but he's coming over the wicket now. He, he looks like he's in control of his action. He, he's asking a lot of questions of the batsman. He, he's, he's more than a... He's more than a part-time spinner, Glenn Maxwell. They're, they're giving the ball to him in the first 10 overs when the pressure's on, um, and, and he's batting. Maybe with Inglis in the team, just moving to, to six has freed him up a bit. He hasn't got that um, responsibility, oh, you've got to control these middle overs now. This is the way we want you to play. He can just come out and put the ice in on it, and, and that's exactly what he did. Uh, we, we want his mind to be free because guys like Maxwell – in these sort of conditions, if he's out there and he's got a free mind and thinking about just hitting the ball, um, not thinking too much about what the scoreboard is, we that's what we can get. We can get what we um, did last night. Um, and as the tournament goes on, he, he's a confidence player. If, he, if he's got his confidence high, he can, he can win his matches playing in that style. So India, New Zealand, Sri Lanka, Pakistan, that's the top four at the moment. England after that defeat crazy defeat, which we'll dive into in a bit more detail on the longer version of Willow Talk later this week. But England, outside that top four to make the semifinals at this stage after three, uh, all the way down to Afghanistan, Bangladesh and Australia with the bullet from 10th to 8th. Happy days. We're uh, off the bottom in Sri Lanka. It looks like their tournament's over and Netherlands. Just in in like a, a quick one, has before we uh, have a spell for a sec, Sri Lanka. That's that's rubbish from them for, by their standards. Oh, from three would have expected a bit better in, in these conditions. Yeah, I, I thought Sri Lanka were, were going to fight for a semi-final spot. They, they came into the tournament. Uh, they had, had won 12 in a row. Um, their, their form was outstanding. They made the, the final of the Asian Cup. I know they had a shocker there um, in the final. But they lost Hasaranga. And, and a team like Sri Lanka, when they lose a player of that standing, it affects the whole team where other countries can, can bring players in. You can cover for injuries. Hasarenga was one of the players that gave the squad a lot of confidence. He's a second spinner with Thick Shan and they bowl well together. They complemented each other. And just to lose that one player has thrown um, Sri Lanka's confidence out. The captain was out last night also. Um, so, yeah, they, they can't cover for injuries like the bigger countries. Uh, I'd said we're going to do it later in the week, England Afghanistan, that result. No, we're not. We're going to do it just after this. So, Hads, before we get the, the quotes and the stats out of Australia's five-week win over Sri Lanka, your initial take, which we'll dive into in greater detail later, but uh, England falling to Afghanistan, crazy result. Crazy. Well, I, it's not as crazy as you think. Uh, this is going to happen to some team during the World Cup. Um, if Afghanistan can put runs on the board, their spinners uh, are as classy as anyone in this competition. And the interesting thing for me is I, I think England got the decision of the toss horribly wrong. They gave Afghanistan a stiff. They, they won the toss. 
uh, elected to to send them in, and and all of a sudden they it was game on. They, they put pressure straight back on the England bowls, and in England's bowling, it's not their their strength. I, I don't think they're they're more of a holding team. Um, they could defend um, well at times, but they're, they're not a team. I, I don't think unless Mark Wood gets it has one of those spells that'll blast you away. So. Once they put those numbers on the board, it was game on. And, and Afghanistan know that. They, they know if they can produce some scores, they're going to cause an upset. So their, their bowlers bowling second are as good as any team in the competition. Uh, did you have any sympathy for England? Oh, the birds are singing, the coffee's uh, <laughs> nice and strong. That When we started the show, the spring in my step, you thought it was for Australia winning. That, that was part of it. But to see England get beaten by Afghanistan, it doesn't get any better. Uh, the yeah. Ben Stark's big question about what his role in the tournament is because he didn't play that one either. And you, you've got to be happy for a guy like Rashid Khan, um, who's one of the faces of the, the BBL down here, and um, to, to help lead his country to, to something like that. That um, you can't help but feel a bit of joy for that guy. Well, you can't help get joy for the whole country. Uh, this this team's been building for some time. Uh, you remember when they first came into the. Uh, international setup that they, they were the easy beats. You, you whack them around a bit. They didn't have much to offer, but but now they they're improving. Uh, they got plays in the IPL um, now. Majib with, with the new boy, he, he got man of the match. Well, we're going to see him at the Renegades. He he he's a star. Um, the way he uses that new ball, the, the tricks that he has. Um, yeah, th- this team now has got superstars. Not just Rashid Khan, but all across the board, and, and that that result that that might be the last time this happens in in this tournament. They'll, they'll do this again. They're, they're a dangerous team, but on the flip side, you know what's so good about this now? England losing. What about how big the game Australia versus England's going to be? Yeah, basically game to stay in it. Yeah, yeah. Well, one, yep, you knock each other out, which it would be great. That would be another sunny day waking up there, no matter what's going on outside. But it, it could be the team that who wins that takes that last spot going into the the semifinals also. Mm. Well, it's all off the back of our um, enjoyment this morning, mainly, apart from what Hads was saying there, is the fact that Australia won by five wickets over Sri Lanka and Pat Cummins after that. The energy in the field was great to start with and it flowed from there. Surprise, surprise, that fielding kind of affects everything else that goes on. Uh, And Mitch Marsh on Josh Inglis. Uh, Josh is a fighter and loves a contest. He plays spin well and backs his skills, first of all. He has power and hopefully it's the start of a long career for him and Adam Zampa. Uh, we have a big game against Pakistan in Bangalore. That's going to be a tough one. Cutting edge, Zamps. Good stuff. Um, Bangalore. Bangalore, Pakistan. Those conditions, Hads. What do we make of it there? Well, Bangalore is a very flat wicket. Um, normally very high scoring. Um, the surface doesn't really offer much to the bowling. So it's normally who can, who can shoot out the best. 350 plays 350. So, yeah, it's... Pakistan's going to be a tough game. They, they didn't turn up um, against the um, Indian. Um, they got caught up in the, the hype of, of what that game was. So whether they can come back down and, and get back into the form that they played in the first two games. So hard team to play, Pakistan. They're, they're unpredictable. But Australia found some rhythm. Um, they, they found a bit of their mojo back. Uh, a bit of the little effort areas were, were there on, on show. And and Warner and Smith haven't fired a shot yet, so they'll enjoy batting at Bangalore. Yeah, we'll have a closer look at Pakistan out of that game. I was transfixed on Saturday evening watching that um, uh, that game in Ahmedabad, so uh, against India in front of 100,000 plus. 
That was uh, fantastic television, but um, yeah, we'll have a look at Pakistan later in the week. But uh, some stats. I know you love this little section, Sammy Stats. Love it. Just Sam. First time since June 2016 that Steve Smith has been out LBW in consecutive innings. How about that? Oh, good one. I tell you what, the batting coach has got some work to do. He will hit for hours leading into this next game. <laughs> With that but little class up. Yeah. <laughs> it's- he, more, you know he's going to come good at some stage, and that's what oppositions will be thinking as well. Yeah, that batting, uh, that batting coach, that, that dog throw is going to be the extension of his arm for the next two days, you dare say. <laughs> Mate, he's in trouble. <laughs> Glenn Maxwell, this World Cup, nearly 28 overs bowled, only four boundaries conceded. That's pretty impressive for a, for a tweaker. Well, it's impressive because where they're bowling him. They're, they're bowling him in the first two um, 10 overs in, in the power play with only two outs, so... Yeah, Maxwell's bowling's been um, top class. Uh, he's going in with the second spinner. He's enjoyed the responsibility, but yeah, he's um, he's tying up an end and doing a beautiful job. And the last time Sri Lanka beat Australia at the Men's 50 Over World Cup was actually the final in 1996. The Hawhads. Yep. And a short little story, I was a uh, sprightly teenager back in those days. I was doing my HSC in 1996, <laughs> but I, I stayed up for this one. Before that game, I can clearly remember because we got we got some late momentum in that tournament, slow start yep. got going, and I've never been as confident of a World Cup win for any Australian team in the history of Australian sport than before that game. And look what happened: face on concrete. Mate, I, I hope you're as confident going into your HSC exams as you, as you were the Sri Lankan Australian final. I was as well. It was a similar result. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I'm sitting here. And not in some stockbroking <laughs> firm somewhere <laughs> or some high-powered lawyer getting paid ridiculous amounts of money. But I'm doing it for the love here, Hads. Doing it for We're all love. doing it for the love. Yeah. We're all doing it for the love. And we love Australia winning. So we'll be back on Thursday to preview Australia's next match against Pakistan to recap all the domestic cricket. There's a stack happening around the place. Uh, and tomorrow as well, a special bonus edition. Make sure you have a listen to this because um, Meg Lanning sits down for a chat with our producer, Sam Ferris, ahead of the start of the WBBL season. It's great to see Meg back playing cricket again, isn't it, Hats? Well, she's world-class. Uh, the Australian team need her. Um, one, she was captain, and, and she's the best batter in the world. Um, it's great to see her back and dominating. Catch you later in the week, mate. Stay safe. That was Willow Talk. Australia, get a win.